0: Can I tell you all something honestly? I don't always love being compared to a sheep. Not because I don't love Psalm 23. I think it offers such a beautiful image of the way that God can protect and provide. The way that we hope for our own protection. There's a reason it's as often quoted as it is. The idea that we might be watched over by a shepherd who can lead us not to crashing waters or terrible thunder, but to still waters where we can quench our thirst, to wide open spaces where we can eat and sleep in safety. No, I, I like that. And it's not because I don't think sheep are cute. Sheep are stinking adorable. Although, if you've ever spent too much time around real-life sheep, you might know that that stinking isn't just an expression. They can get to be pretty smelly animals. No, it's not that I don't like Psalm 23, and it's not that I don't like sheep. But I've always had a little trouble with this good shepherd image of Jesus. And here's where I think I've been getting stuck. Sometimes that vision of Jesus as the good shepherd and of us as sheep can make us feel a little complacent, a little lazy, a little self-focused. As long as we are feeling taken care of and wrapped up in the shepherd's arms, then we are all set. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying we shouldn't feel comforted by the images of God and Jesus as comforting. Gosh, that would be pretty strange. No, we should have a way to feel comforted, cared for, protected by God. But the problem is when that gets us into a place where we feel like we don't have to take any actions. First of all, then we can start to think that our own actions in the world don't matter as long as we've found our comfort. We don't pay attention to how we might be hurting other people because, well, we're being comforted by God. What does it matter? And second, we can forget that other people might not find that to be comforting that there's lots of people who, unfortunately, have had an experience of being told, give it all to Jesus or find your comfort in God. And all that happens is they feel more alone and less protected. And so when we rely too much on this idea of God as a good shepherd and a gate, we can forget that some people feel left out by that imagery. And finally, I think sometimes when we think of ourselves as sheep and God as the shepherd that we think not only do our actions not matter, but we don't even have to worry about what's happening to other people. Like we're off the hook. You know, God's going to take care of the other sheep. It's not on me. Jesus says, I have sheep of another flock or another fold to bring in and have one flock. So Jesus is on that. We're off the hook. All we need to do is drink water and eat grass and follow the voice of the shepherd. <sighs> I wish there was a way. Like, maybe a dial right next to the clock on the wall that had a hand that every morning I could look up and see. Is it in which section? The section that says, Today is your day to rest and revive to eat and drink and be at peace. And the other one that says, today is the day to live out your love, not in words and speech, but in truth and action. Because I know it's so easy to just think of myself as a tender little lamb cradled in God's loving arms and forget that there is also a call for me to pay attention to the world to how the world is keeping other people out. Jesus talks about that in the story, that there are plenty of other people who can take care of the sheep, but when danger comes, they run. And sometimes I feel like that kind of person. When danger comes, I just want to take off. I don't want to worry about the other sheep. I don't want to worry about how the danger got there. I just want out of the situation. When issues come up, like dealing with the institutions and systemic racism in our country, I would sometimes really rather, maybe not run, but just, you know, turn my fluffy little sheep butt the other way and not pay attention. And the trick is that we live in this space where we have to remember as much as we are beloved sheep, As much as God is seeking to care for and cradle us and protect us, there are many people, many sheep not yet of this flock, that are crying out for justice, for peace, for something like a comfortable place to eat and drink and sleep in safety. It's hard. Sometimes I would like to stay and be comforted. But I think that whole comfort thing isn't just about me. I think Psalm 23 isn't the end-all, be-all of our whole theology. It's important, to be sure. But it's not the end of the story. The story isn't just about one person feeling good. That story is about God also asking us, what about the other sheep? Can we love them in truth and action? After all, that's what the Holy Spirit will do with the disciples in just a few weeks and say, quit hiding, quit waiting. Now you have the Holy Spirit go into the world and tell the story of Jesus. Liberate people who have been trapped by their illness and shut out from community. Bring people hope. That's not much of sheep work, is it? That is a whole nother metaphor, a whole nother kind of story. And I wish there was just a way that I could wake up and get divine instruction every day on whether it's my day to be led to water, or my day to ask who is being kept away from quiet streams, and how can I take part in their liberation, in their quenching of thirst. I mean, that's the whole Christian paradox. We don't have to be doing those works. We don't earn points by good acts. That's not how we measure up to what God longs for for us. And at the same time, we can't just turn away from those who are suffering. We live in this strange back and forth of both needing the comfort of a God who longs to wrap us up as tenderly as a baby lamb and a God who paces behind us like a guard dog saying, okay, it's time to move, let's get going. It's hard to know. It's hard to figure out how to tell myself what to do, much less anyone else in the world. It's easy to fall into one ditch or the other, to being comforted and thinking that that's enough for everyone, to just say Psalm 23 and think that's the end of it, or to overwork myself with trying to get all of the other sheep into the pasture and forgetting that I need to find some comfort and rest too. So, let's take a few moments and start with rest, because that's where it has to begin. It's pretty hard to do any kind of work in truth and action if we haven't found a source of love. So let's start there. What does it look like to be as richly loved as we are by God? to have something, some force we cannot see or fully understand, that was involved with the whole creation of the world, that has acted throughout history in incredible stories, that is reaching a hand, not a physical one, but a metaphorical one into each of our lives to say, you are mine. I do not want you to be lost. I do not want you to be afraid. I do not want you to be hungry or thirsty or sick or tired. I am working with you, around you, in you to strengthen and sustain you. And what is it like to then strengthened, sustained, and confident in the love that God has for us? confident in the love that was marked on our foreheads at baptism, confident in the love in every single bite of food that you've chosen for communion in the past year as we've been at home, confident in the love of God who is present with us always. What then, sustained and uplifted by that present God, does it look like to act in the world, to show our love not in word or speech, but in truth and action. Today, let us take moments to rest in the love of God and to speak one word of truth or take one action that will help others recognize it too. So that all the sheep of the fold will continue to be invited in so that all might know how deep God's love remains for us. Amen.